Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. By the way, last hour, which will be the rebroadcast hour at 6, we did speak with the CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission and Visit KC, Kathy Nelson. And I just saw this story. Um, more than 20 bids have been submitted by the Kansas City Sports Commission to host NCAA championship games. Uh, they are going for, among other things, you know, because we already get the, the Big 12 championship yeah. and all that stuff. But they're looking for NCAA championships. Yeah. We don't have the facility for a Final Four. Uh, But what they are looking to get is men's cross country, women's cross country, women's field hockey, men's soccer, women's soccer, women's volleyball. Hmm. The uh, championships will be awarded and announced on October 2nd. Okay. And Quentin Lucas is all for it. Good. He said, bring it. Okay. What do you got? So I made a deal with my daughter today because we're getting ready to head out of here to go to the airport at 5, and I said to her, Here's what I'm going to do. I have an arrangement, an agreement, if you will, with someone close to me that if, in fact, we have found and secured two Super Bowl tickets, we would have a password so that I could relay that information to her kind of on the down low. Because texts are public? Yeah, what? Mm Mm-hmm. And... Flea you just, flicker. <laughs> you just got a text, didn't you? Did you just get the text? Flea flicker, flea flicker, flea flicker, flea flicker. <laughs> Good for you. I'm happy for you. Good for you. I just texted her, flea flicker. Okay. Have you been drinking? No. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, she goes, no, stop it. Are you serious? I go, yeah, I'm serious, girl. We're going. Good for you. Bring your Mahomes jersey. Good for you. I'll bring you some merch. Why did we need a code word? I just thought it would be didn't. funny. <laughs> we really didn't. Yes, we did. You know, there's something about that term that makes me laugh, which is why we asked Brian Busby to say it during his weathercast yesterday, and he did. I do love the charade, though, that she just got the line on the tickets. Literally. Had it, had it for um, weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. During the break. <laughs> during the break. <laughs> the password is flea, flea flicker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good for you. That's great. Really fun. Uh, some people think the Kansas City Chiefs are entering their villain era 
As they are on the verge of a dynasty, Patrick Mahomes has already claimed he is embracing the villain role ahead of the Super Bowl 58 matchup. Now Travis Kelsey is opening up about his team being compared to the New England Patriots dynasty and the hate that comes along with it. Mm. On the New Heights podcast that was released yesterday, the Kelsey brothers were discussing NFL dynasties. When the Kansas City Chiefs tight end was asked if his team was experiencing Patriots syndrome in the lead up to the Super Bowl. Quoting here from Travis, it's football, man. Comes with the territory, baby. The more you win close games. <laughs> you sound like him there. Do that again. Say, all right now. All right now. It's football, man. It comes with the territory, baby. The more you win close games, people remember certain plays or things that didn't go their way, and they resent you guys for it. That's what I think, said his brother Jason. Travis, the more you win, the more teams you beat. The more fan bases dislike you. Uh, in an interview with ESPN's Jeff Darlington earlier this week, Mahomes shared his thoughts on playing in the villain role, quoting here from Patrick. I'm hoping we do it in a different way with a little bit more fun and personality with it, but as long as you keep winning, teams start to not like you, and I want to keep winning. So that means some of the other teams and other fan bases yeah. aren't going to like me. I'll try to still have a smile on my face and not be a bad example, but I can be that villain for them if they need it. Okay. From the text line, I love you so much, Dana. You need a code word, and then you tell everyone. <laughs> That's a good point. Code words are secretive. You would not want to give point. me the nuclear codes. Uh, I'd be like, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> it starts with a B. It's a football term. And then five, <laughs> and then A, and then nine. That's your code. <laughs> All right, who we got coming up at 415? Uh, Josh Klingler will be joining us at 415 this afternoon, uh, he is, of course, with, uh, on with Fesco in the morning on our sister station, 610 Sports. He's also the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs radio broadcast. And he is in Vegas. He uh, did the morning show with Bob this morning and then flew out to Vegas. Uh, it was even texting me from the plane. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's oh, he commitment. He bought the Wi-Fi. That's commitment. Yep. So, because I had texted him, I said, hey, get in touch with me when you, when you get to Vegas. He said, I'm in the plane. What do you need? I said, hey, can you join us at 4.15? He said, I'll be there. So we, we are good to go. Josh Klingler, uh, one of the best in the business. Yeah. Re re really is one of the best in the business. And he's going to join us at 4.15. At 5 o'clock, uh, Dana will depart for uh, another state about 3 to the left. And Now you're talking Dana terms. <laughs> I'm speaking your language. Where are you going? Three, three states left. left. <laughs> and uh, Sam and I will do Festivus Friday. In the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, our guest host next week, uh, it's going to be a great show on Monday. Uh, hopefully it's going to be a great show on Monday. Uh, Commander Jesse Reed, our good friend, Top Gun pilot, so happy. Uh, will be sitting in on Monday. And then uh, the one and only, the great Michael Mackey, uh, will be in on Tuesday. Michael Mackey. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> a group of Russian tourists arrived in North Korea today, likely the first to visit North Korea from any country since before the pandemic. Wow. The tour underscores deepening cooperation between the two countries following a meeting last September between Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin. Uh, many Russians are struggling to travel to Europe and the United States because of sanctions applied to Russia after its invasion of Ukraine. So you go vacation in North Korea, the grayest country, Ugh. and by gray I mean drab? Yeah. I, I, I find these things fascinating because... Well, it's um, like disaster tourism. Why, why would you go to Chernobyl? People well, do. that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, but I, every time, like on the Discovery Channel or Nat Geo, uh, 
if there is anything like inside North Korea or you know one of those kinds of shows, I have to. I find that stuff fascinating. Oh, I find it terrifying. Well, it's it's, all it's sad. Yeah, it really is. It's the front of buildings. Yeah, there is no building behind it. Which reminds. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That was in Berlin. That that was a story I told you years ago when uh, when I was in Berlin. Of course, this was in the eighties, so there was a West Berlin and an East Berlin and a Berlin Wall. We went when you are in the West. When you're in West Berlin, standing by that wall at Checkpoint Charlie, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, at least not the way it used to. Uh, if you're standing at Checkpoint Charlie and you look over the 13-foot Berlin Wall, which also doesn't exist anymore, you would see these beautiful, beautiful uh, glass buildings. Some were got you know classic Gothic yeah, buildings, yeah. and I was like, man, look at that! That's incredible. Then we get on the bus. We go through Checkpoint Charlie, yeah, and we, we're now in East Berlin. Okay, we're in East Germany, and the tour guide said, "Turn around." We all look backwards. The buildings only had three sides; they were empty. There was nothing in them. So weird. Well, and I've heard the same thing about North Korea. Whenever they do their big parades or whatever, and it looks like a big, you know, city that's thriving, and we've got all these skyscrapers. If you were actually to go into one of those supermarkets that looks like it's stocked with all these, you know, fruits and vegetables, they're just plastic yeah. fruits and vegetables. And and if you're the one who is having to come up with that scheme, or the one you're who's doing something wrong, yeah, I mean, don't you just say, man, we're we're doing we're not doing it right. When we got to fake it to make it, we're not doing it. Well, dictators do have a lot of pride. That's a fair point. Josh Klingler joins us in just a moment. He just landed in Las Vegas, and we will get with him. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network sideline reporter Josh Klingler. When we return, here on Dana and Parks. We are now 49 hours and 10 minutes away. Who knows what's going to happen? But it's going to be a party. He is on the ground in Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. He's on with Bob Fesco every day on 610 Sports on Fesco in the morning. Also the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs radio network and a longtime friend of ours. Uh, Josh Klingler joining us on the KMZ hotline. Josh and boy. <laughs> Scotty boy. <laughs> What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I, I, you counted down the hours. I just wish it was here. This is the longest week of the year. I mean, it just yep. doesn't end. And it's like, it's, it, you know, I, I'm not preparing to actually physically play football, but it's kind of play football. It is, it is an excruciatingly long week just to get to this game. Did you hear Kathy Nelson earlier say that she hugged Creed Humphrey at the parade and woke up the next morning with sore ribs? That's how large these men are who play this game. I thought that was one of the funniest little tidbits she gave us from the parade last year. Well, especially after when they're celebrating. Yeah. 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 And, yes. And, and that they still have that after hitting. Again, they're they're doing the physical work of all this, right? Right. So they're hitting people for three plus hours and like three days later, they're hitting other people in a parade so yeah let's hope we have that let's hope we have that again uh it's it's uh it's a whole bunch of fun when the uh, the chiefs win i'm really confident in this in this matchup i think it's going to be uh, i think it's gonna be terrific um i'm hoping there's you know a celebration at the end of it and i think this team's pretty pretty focused and and mad and they're not going to have a lot of times where like they're 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 kind of the underdog or yeah 
you know, they got to put the chip on the shoulder. And I, I think they're playing this one that way, which is pretty cool because it's not always going to be that way. It hasn't been that way. And so, you know, use whatever, use whatever motivation you need. Right. I, I think they're, they're a little salty, which is good. Well, I'll tell you this, Josh, and maybe we're all just a little bit too much of a homer. Uh, I, I cannot for the life of me understand how the Chiefs are an underdog in this game. I just can't. Well, I, it just feels like, well, one, I mean, we know that the the casinos and everybody wants to get money on both sides. So there's always that part of it. They don't actually predict who's going to win the game. They're setting a number, obviously, to get people to, to gamble on it, right? Right. right. But, but I think a lot of the maybe uh, quote-unquote experts have, have looked more at the regular season than the than the postseason because frankly the Chiefs have played much better than the 49ers have in the postseason. In the regular season, the, the the Niners were one of the better teams all season long. The Chiefs had to kind of figure things out, especially offensively throughout the year. And I don't know, but watching the playoffs, I don't know how you'd argue against the Chiefs because they they played awfully well and and went through the the best teams in the AFC to get to where they are today. And uh, yeah, I, well, I but I also I don't also I don't mind it, Scott. I mean, yeah. go ahead and be the underdog. I think this gives them a little bit of of fuel. Josh, I remember last year the fans being a little chippy with with one another, and I've never heard that term used more, by the way, than I have this year with um, reference to football. Um, do you think we will see the same between the fans with the 49ers that we did with the Eagles? I think so, at least based on I'm interested to see what the percentage of the crowd is. Obviously, right. the tickets are, are stupid, expensive, and, and dumb, and this year's gotten out of control in that in that vein, but uh, San Francisco travels really well. I remember the Miami Super Bowl. I mean, it was there was a ton of San Francisco fans. Obviously, Monday night was kind of the first, I guess, public event, which was the the uh, opening night, and there was twenty three thousand people at the stadium for this uh, this opening night event, and it was dominated by forty nine er fans. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if the Chiefs fans were a little more later arriving, or exactly what the crowd breakdown is going to be. But you know, San Francisco, you think of them as kind of an upper echelon. NFL franchise, they've won a Super Bowl in now 30 years. So mm-hmm. it's it's gone a while. So they're they're pretty desperate and anxious to get things done. And and again, we're living in the penthouse here where this has been a yearly occurrence. What, what, you know, and I was we were just talking about that last hour with with Kathy Nelson. I mean, because we can all remember uh, growing up in this town in the 80s, and it was you and about 20,000 of your best friends at a game, and you know, they were they were just sort of an app. weren't an afterthought. That's not fair, but. You know, there was certainly not the excitement that there is and has been for the last decade or so in this town. I mean, what just an amazing moment in time, and and to 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 just watch a team literally yeah. on the verge of one more win becoming what I think most of us would classify as a dynasty. Yeah, uh, getting a little geeky here. There's a there's a website called Pro Football Reference, and we we reference it a lot in sports. But we thought of the Chiefs as being. Uh, a very well-respected franchise for a number of years. And you'd open up that page and it had playoff history and the chiefs had none. I mean, it was, right. you know, it was very barren and there was uh, an appearance here an appearance there, never any wins. It was just so long. You're like, man, the chiefs feel like they're better than this. Now you open up this page and it's, it's got, you know, three pages of the last five years, six years. <laughs> and you're like, wow, things have really turned seemingly on a dime. And obviously you get uh, a quarterback, of once in a lifetime quarterback and Patrick Mahomes and the Andy Reid factor and yeah just the, just the way they flipped this just from you know that disastrous 2012 season to you know a little over 10 years later now with Andy Reid and and seeing that it's just been a, a dominant and ongoing I mean this isn't done that's the that's the great part of this thing too that 
we're in the midst of something still. It's not, hmm. this isn't it. This right. isn't the end right. game. This is just a, this is just another uh, visit along the way. Now you hopefully you want to get here and you want to win these things when you're here, but then Josh, this is if, if this isn't the, the end game, the then, then why is everyone hounding Andy Reid over whether or not he's going to retire? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just juicy. You, you had Bill Belichick step away. You had, uh, well, kind of you forced to step away. You had uh, Nick Saban step away. You have, you know, some of the veteran coaches have, have gone out the door this, this year. And I think everybody's like, well, okay, Andy Reid's the old man now. So let's see what, what he's going to do. But I mean, we've been given no indications. Talk to Brett Veach, a general manager this week and had him reiterate it again. I mean, I think there's going to be an extension for Andy Reid coming that he's going to commit to another several years. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he can just stay as long as he wants, but um, I don't know. I guess it's, it's juicy to say, oh, is he going to be done? Unless there's something that's on his very, very inner circle that's pushing him towards retirement. Uh, I don't think Andy Reid's interested in retirement. So he's going to be here. Point. Patrick Mahomes is going to be here. Travis Kelsey's probably going to be here another year or two. Um, and, yeah, you have the opportunity to keep this thing going. Is Andy Reid in the last year of his contract? Um, I, I don't know that it's the contract per se, but I think it's, hey, how, how much longer do you want to go? You want to try another five? Because right. I think they just kind of done rolling things with him. I don't know. He has said again and again, I'm old. I'm not that old. Leave me alone. Like, I'm happy. He's, don't. he's 65. But you see him all the time, and there's no, I mean, he loves what he's doing. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. He just he just really loves the, the football aspect of it. And, and I think, you know, I think he doesn't seem to be a guy that, you know, being around him at least a little bit, doesn't seem like a guy that's, you know, seems like he's out of juice. It seems like he's got plenty of, plenty of gas to, to do what he's doing. And so, and you got Patrick Mahomes. So why wouldn't you just ride that train as long as you could, right? You get that once in a lifetime player. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the nature of his coaching staff is very tight. He's very tight with the general manager who's kind of continued to kind of piece things together every year and add new parts. And they got a good train going. It's, it's, I don't think he wants to hop off just yet. Our crack researcher, Sam Stevie uh, informed me off the air. He signed a six year deal in 2020. So he's got two years left, I guess. Two years left, yeah. and then they push it out like he's like he wants to do five more years, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, Good. fine by me. Sounds like a nice number. Yeah, we'll, we'll take is, that frozen I, mustache the, and that. Is, wait, wait, as long wait. as you want. By the way, the the greatest line from last night's awards ceremony uh, was uh, who, I can't remember who it was. Was a key who was the uh, the uh, MC? Yeah, said something. Michael Key. Yeah, yeah, and Bill Belichick was in the audience. And he said, who would have ever thought, I'm paraphrasing, but close enough to be dangerous. Who would have ever thought there would come a time when Taylor Swift yeah. would go to more playoff games in a season than Bill Belichick? <laughs> oh, man. Ouch. 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 I don't, uh, also ahead. with Andy Reid, I don't, I don't think he really cares necessarily about records, but now with Bill Belichick not coaching. Right. Um, Andy Reid's got a chance Chase to pass it. him. Yep. <laughs> you know, pass him and, and get, and get you know, Don Shula's record and everything too. So I don't, again, I don't think he cares much about that, but as, as you know, he rolls out of bed and wins double digit games uh, right now. So he's got a chance to be the all time winningest coach, uh, you know, in the next, it might take more than five years, but you know, who knows the way this thing's chugging along, he might, he might be able to get uh, really, really close soon. Well, Bill Belichick has 302 and Andy Reed has 258. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Shulett at the top with 328, so he is seven. That that's 70 more wins. That pushes you out past probably five years. That's probably six or seven years. But yeah. 
hey, if you got close, then <laughs> sign another extension. Yeah, but <laughs> keep, but Andy Reid is the Andy Reid is the fourth winningest coach in NFL history. We're getting to the point where uh, kids aren't going to know he was a longtime Philadelphia Eagles head coach. That's how right. Yeah, that's a great long point. it's been. That's how long he's been now in Kansas City. That's Pretty incredible. Cool. Uh, very quickly, uh, what's the what's the feeling like on the ground in Las Vegas? Well, uh, Vegas is you know big all the time. I guess uh, this feels bigger. This is this is this is utter chaos. I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is what it is what it is. I mean the 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 prices, the attendance, the lack of uh, uh, jet space to park your jet. I mean, uh, I heard I mean, about the that. Pro- the problems that we all experience every day. You know, I don't know where to park my Lear jet. I mean, it's it's just uh, it's just kind of just kind of crazy. So yeah, I'm anticipating see what the next couple of days bring when you know the kind of the full throng of people uh, enter town, and then obviously what what the game ends up like. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just think the ticket prices to me are really interesting because I don't know um, if they've if they've hit their max of pricing quote unquote fans out, and it'll be even more corporate than ever. So we'll see. All right, hey Josh, have fun. We'll be listening on Sunday night. Uh, have a great broadcast, and uh, we will see you when you get back, Joshy boy. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty boy. <laughs> Josh Klingler with our you sisters. Nerds. We've been doing that to, with each other for 20 years. Uh, Josh Klingler with our sister, sister station, 610 Sports, also the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is an anniversary of epic proportions in the world of rock and roll. Yep. It was 60 years ago tonight. 60 years ago tonight. On February 9th, 1964... That this happened. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you something. I think you'll understand when I say that's all. 
landed at JFK two nights prior to screaming fans. And this was the anniversary of the night the Beatles performed on the Ed Sullivan Show on CBS. And I did not know this. I knew, of course, they were launched their careers in the United States. They were already big in Europe. Um, two months later, in April of 1964, the Beatles had the top five songs on the chart. It's incredible. Nobody's ever done that again. They had the top, and they only had one record. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I went and saw the live performance of Rain at Starlight, which is just a Beatles concert. They sort of go through all their eras. Mm -hmm. um, completely decked out in the, to the stitch. Yeah. Outfits, right down to the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band outfits. Mm -hmm. That is one of the best shows I've ever been to. And behind them is the screaming girls where the police are, like, you see these police officers carrying girls out who have passed out from the hysterics okay. when they played at, it was one of the baseball stadiums. I believe it was at uh, the Mets Stadium, if I'm not, mm. mis if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, whatever it was, you you just see even the police officers back going like, what? they had never seen anything like this, ever. It really is incredible. They, they were talking about this on Morning Joe, uh, actually at great length. I thought it was an, a fascinating conversation. They had like three panelists on who knew way too much about the Beatles. Yeah. And just trying to put it into, you know, I, you none of us were born when, when this happened. My mom was, I don't know, 20, uh, 18. Um, and... They said this was such a cultural shift in the history of rock and roll, it cannot be quantified. The number one hit before the Beatles took the top spot was a crooner song. That no one's ever heard of? No. No. The number one album in, the, in America was The Singing Nun. <laughs> the Singing Nun was the number one. Was the number number one record in America before the Beatles took the top well, spot and, right and after the Ed Sullivan show? They were probably really proud of themselves up until that moment. <laughs> yeah, people, people in the text are saying it was. They, they played it at the Mets stadium. Was it Mets? Yep. Okay. I thought the British it was. invasion. Yeah, they that, called it. That started it. That's for sure. Uh, El Elvis was still on the scene, of course, uh, but had faded a little bit as far as his popularity was concerned. That was when he was making all his stupid movies. Uh, have, do you ever see the band Liverpool? Um, no, but that's the Which same is a Beatles thing. tribute. Right. Yeah, they're a Beatles yeah. tribute band. I don't know if they're still around or not, but I remember uh, this is probably, probably about 2011, 2012. They performed at the Kansas City Auto Show one year. And this is a band that actually could do like the uptown. Right, right. I was so, going to say. So I mean, clear, and the auto show is a big deal. I'm yeah, not saying it's and, not. And, but. I, and I'm sure they paid him a pretty penny to come play. Sure. Uh, but, but Liverpool was a pretty popular Beatles tribute band uh, in this country not too long ago, and, and they would play places like the Uptown and stuff and sell it out. Um, but I went and saw them one night, and it, I mean, if you didn't have to close your eyes because they looked like the Beatles. It was almost like being at a real Beatles concert. Oh, yeah. And it was, the it, closest the we're ever going to get. Bass player even played left-handed. Right, and, no, and, and when I went to that rain, they even had the little, you know, they didn't really dance. They just kind of went boom, 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 boom with their heads. Boom, mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. I mean, it get, was very, very realistic not to get too deep into the weeds but i mentioned british invasion do you think that the rolling stones didn't get enough credit for the british invasion that the beatles just kind of took that limelight because they were the no well-kept guys I, I i hear what you're saying but look at total album sales uh the beatles dwarf the rolling stones even even though the beatles the beatles were only together 
for six or seven years. The Rolling Stones are still together, and the Beatles still have them beat by a mile. But no, I mean, it launched the, you know, what later became, uh, obviously the Rolling Stones were out at about the same time. I think they came in just a little bit later. About six months later. I had to write a term paper on this. That's the only reason oh, I asked the question. Right? Right? I made go. the argument that the Stones actually should take a little bit more credit. Uh, they were just less popular because they weren't the, the first U.S. Well, but in the U.S. in the 1960s, the prim and proper was very important. And mm-hmm. the Stones didn't have that. Well, but but the prim and proper faded quickly. I mean, look at Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. Uh, by then, they were all wearing beards and long hair and... Looked like yeah. they hadn't showered in a week. Yeah, by the way, total record sales, uh, Rolling Stones have 200 million, Beatles have 183. Oh, I stand right. corrected. Then I stand corrected. I beg your pardon. Write a term paper on that too, did we, Sam? That was part of my term paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was fascinating, though? And, and I had never really thought about it because we've all seen the Ed Sullivan clip a thousand times. Uh, it's very famous. But I was watching, it was Morning Joe that they were doing it on. And Joe Scarborough, who I'm not a huge fan of, uh, but he made a great point. He goes, they were playing the clip and, you know, they'd faded the music and they were talking over it. With, but the pictures of the Beatles were on the screen. And he said, look at these guys on the night that they kicked off their gigantic career in the United States. And they're only six years away from breaking up. Yep. Only six years away from Don't breaking up. Don't you sometimes up. wonder if they rose to the, like, historic frenzy looking back and always regarded as one of the best bands, if not the best band of all time, that is part of that, the rapidity with which they broke up. Would we view them as powerful looking in our rearview mirror if they had hmm. stayed together 20 years? Would they have had the staying power of the Rolling Stones? I've got to think so. I think so, too. And I've got to think so. I'm in their note. T-Swift, but... <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I don't... You know, listen, say what you want about Taylor Swift. I don't think you can take away from her. Fa- I mean, she I is know you cannot. She is so big right now uh, on, on the national state. I mean, it is just. Inter- international in, Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. you're, I stand corrected because she played in front of 50,000 in Tokyo last night. Um, she is so big right now. I, I don't want to say it's Beatles-esque, but man, it's got to be. I, I wasn't around when, I, I wasn't, I was never on this planet when the Beatles were a band. Um but I've got to imagine this is what it would have been like, you know, selling out stadiums night after night after night. Now, it's a p- bad comparison because we now have the digital platforms in which we all listen to music yeah. and her main popularity is through streaming. But she only has 114 million album sales right now. <laughs> <laughs> only. I mean, she she needs to step it up. Physical well, album then sales. Get her Physical out album of sales. I know. I know. <laughs> step it up, Swift. Now, you know, I just. I'm thrilled for her, and I said as much on Kansas City's Week in Review that airs tonight, um, that I want her to be successful. I think this town likes her. I, you know, I'm sure some people here are Taylor Swifted out or whatever, but I, I, I think she's a, just a darling person, and if you can't be happy for somebody else's success... It's on you. That's yeah. That's a problem I can't fix for you. Uh, not to go squirrel. Are you saying weekend or week in? Week in. Week in. Week in, in review. review. Okay, that's what I thought it was, but okay, it is okay. a review of, of, the week, the week. of the week that mm-hmm. you are in. Correct. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> or the review of the week that we were in. Gotcha. Cool. Thanks. Sorry.
<laughs> Squirrel moment done. It's not a weekend review unless you want my weekend review. And it's in one word. Fabulous! <laughs> Super Bowl 58, 48 and a half hours away. Uh, Mom, an update to a story we brought you about a week ago. Uh, Mom in Central Florida says her kids were expelled from a private Christian school because of an advertisement for her OnlyFans account that was on her car. That's right, in a large advertisement. Mm -hmm. Very large on the back window. Uh, The school told her, you you can't bring that to school. This is a Christian school. Initially, Michelle Klein said the school was making her park across the street, which forced her kids to cross a busy road, go down a sidewalk, and walk through the parking lot to get to school. But now the school's taken the punishment further and just expelled her two kids. You know what she didn't consider when she took up this fight? Wow! You know what she didn't consider is that she signed a piece of paperwork saying that she would follow their rules. That's right. And then she chose not to, and they said, bye. Back up, back up. You don't think for one second she made this public because she knew it would just launch the hell out of that OnlyFans page? That's why I'm not going to read her her online No, I I said this. When this story first broke, I thought, well, if there's one way to ensure she makes $10 Putting photos of herself online. Mm-hmm. This is the way. This is the way you do it. Well, and, and yes, I think what she is is a publicity tramp, and quite frankly, and if she's making that much money on OnlyFans, buy another car to drive your kids to school in, and drive your OnlyFans uh, decaled car around town whenever you want. But she knew what she was doing. She's desperate for attention and getting it. It cares more about people looking at her naked body than her kids' education and. Well, but Sam, Scott, Scott, I'm texting Sam. We've got some news. Uh, She will now be able to afford any education for those children she wants. That's true. So clearly she could already. Yeah, she's not going to maybe have them at that school. And she says, I'm not embarrassed or apologizing for this. This provides a beautiful lifestyle for my family. And that's fine. And that's fine. But all I'm saying is, Surely the, the the school did not just say, "Hey, uh, we're expelling your kids." I guarantee you, they gave her warning after warning after warning. Oh yeah, they don't want the attention. Real quick, I hate to pivot, but we do have some breaking news um, coming to us from our friend um, John Grayson uh, with Jamie and Grayson in the middays. Uh, North Town families, I want to make you aware that our building was on a brief lock and teach precaution this afternoon. Um, And it looks like this is coming from North Kansas City High School. We placed the building on lock and teach to provide privacy for and assist a student who sustained a serious injury after an altercation with a peer. Hmm. Our administrative team was present to assist and called, uh, I'm guessing, police, ambulance and fire to provide medical support. At this time, we have lifted the lock and teach and have resumed our normal schedule. Uh, two kids are apparently in some sort of altercation, Scott. I'm not ready to report exactly what that was. What, what, what? It was not, I don't believe it was a gun, but it was serious enough that an ambulance had to be called. What, what kind of school did you say? What, elementary, high school, middle? it says North Kansas City High School. Okay. It came from the North Kansas City High School weekly mm-hmm. announcement. Mm-hmm. A story here from the New York Post. Open AI, open AI boss Sam Altman is reportedly seeking to raise trillions of dollars in order to jumpstart global production of the high-powered computer chips required for advanced artificial intelligence. This is the beginning yep. of Here the fall of humanity, <laughs> people. Now wait. Wait until you hear 
I saw this story this morning on CNBC, and I almost fell over when you find out how much money he's really trying to uh, garner. Altman, who was briefly ousted as OpenAI CEO last year, only to return days later, has engaged in talks with various potential investors to raise the staggering sums, including government officials in the United Arab Emirates, according to the Wall Street Journal. He needs five to seven trillion dollars to realize this project. All he has to do is link up with Elon Musk and the Neuralink, and all of a sudden we're just zombies. That is a larger amount of money than the combined valuations of the world's two most valuable companies, Apple right. and Microsoft. Right. right. It's been nice knowing you guys. Uh, by the way, Microsoft has committed just $13 billion towards OpenAI's growth. Oh, that's he, he needs five to seven trillion, he said. She's off. She gone. <laughs> she gone. Have a good I time. I love you all. I love you all. I will, I will post photos. I'll bring you swag oh, back. God, we get to live through her. I know. <laughs> so exciting. Have a good time. Go Chiefs. <laughs> love you. Love you. Bye. All right. Bye. We've got Festivus Friday coming up in just a few minutes right after the, excuse me, right after the five o'clock news with Dan Weinbaum. The airing of the grievances. Get in early at 913 Nine eight. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.